planeta. Planet Mundus, the word in Aarhus. Hello and welcome to the Planet Mundus show, the live radio show of the Mundus journalism program. We're back from the winter break with new topics and new motivation to, prov to provide you with one hour of entertainment, good news. And if you're listening live, also with some music, if you're listening to the podcast right now, but you still want to have some nice tunes of today's show, just go on Spotify and search for Planet Mundus and the playlist named with today's today's date and because it's valentine's day tomorrow and nobody wants to listen to the same old love songs anymore our music expert for, uh, for today johanna she came up with some international love songs that you probably haven't heard yet we're going to start with a song from rwanda it's called malaika and it's a song by ivan buravan my name is lucas scheid i'm your host for today and i'm sure we're going to have some great inspiring 60 minutes together planet mundus the word in Aarhus. Listening to the news is not always as nice as listening to music because it's sometimes really hard. It's suppressing because there's some crazy shit going on in the world. Um, but we don't want to start the show with this bad mood. And that's why Mia is here with me in the studio to present today's good news. Planet Mundus. Good news. Today I'm gonna tell you about good news on the kakapoos. Maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't. Maybe you've seen images of this weird flightless bird kind of fat to be honest kind of uh, very green and awkward and um, yeah he's from New Zealand they are from New Zealand and they they kind of need our help they they're not really adapted to just life I would say uh, they for example feed on fruits that are on the tip of top of the trees and so they have to climb up because I mean they can't fly and um And then they fall down because they're kind of heavy and uh, basically like big green stones. Uh, but, you know, they're really cute and uh, they're basically pacifists. So they don't fight if predators approach them, want to eat them. They just stand still and get eaten, which is kind of sad. But they do have mighty claws they could fight with, which they just don't do. And so, um, yeah, since 1989... There have been efforts of the Department of Conversation of New Zealand um, in trying to save these very rare parrots. And um, they barely breed. So there are not too much chances for the kakaboos if we don't help them. <laughs> um, but the good news is that currently the biggest breeding season ever has been recorded in the kakaboos. So there are only 147 adult birds, birds in the world right now. But in a radio interview uh, of two days ago, Deidre Verko, the uh, operations manager of the Kakapu Recovery Center, which is part of the Depar uh, Department of Conversation, um, talked about this success. And this is what she said. expected target of eggs this year or prediction so we have 160 eggs this year have already laid and we were expecting around about 150 so that's great news of those 72 of them were fertile so had developed now not all of them have made it we have lost some so we've had 14 egg deaths so far but uh, we've also had hatches we've had 21 chicks hatch which is just staggering so and why that is so staggering she also explained We've only ever had three breeding seasons in which we've had more than 21 chicks. <laughs> so to have 21 chicks hatch this, this early in the season is, is pretty outstanding. Yeah, so uh, that is the good news. More rare green parrots in the world, which can only be a good thing, right? That's for sure. Thank you very much, Mia. 
Planet Mundus. Good news. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Super boring, you might say, but only because you don't know how Valentine's Day is celebrated across the globe. Simran and Gunn have the infos for you. Planet Mundus. Exploring Danish life. What's up, guys? So, what day is it tomorrow, Simran? Hmm, I saw some heart-shaped chocolates in Netto, so I think it's Valentine's Day. Oh, all right, yes, the day of love. The thing that unites everyone. Regardless of the language we speak, the food we eat, the clothes we wear, and the song that we... Right, we, we get the point. <laughs> Anyways, um, so let's take a journey around the world to discover how different people from different countries celebrate Valentine's Day. Before we start, though, let me ask you a serious question. Okay, go on. So what kind of Valentine's Day candy that's always late? Um, I don't know. Also, how is this serious? We have a show to run, man. <laughs> well, it's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but we can't be late, so let's start. Okay, okay. So today in our studio, we have one special guest from Denmark and some comments prepared from people from further afar. We're starting off here in Denmark with 26-year-old Copenhagen native Gustav. So Gustav, tell us about Valentine's Day in Denmark. How hygge is it? Um, it's very hygge. Um, it, in many ways, it sort of uh, embodies the Danish way of hygge with candles and, you know, nice times, nice atmosphere. Um, but I feel like many Danes haven't really embraced Valentine's as much as the Americans, perhaps. Um, but still, if you walk around town, you still see, you know, these florists with, uh, with uh, you know, big packages of roses saying like, oh, buy roses for your loved ones, blah, blah, blah. Um, also heart-shaped chocolates everywhere. Um, and somehow, I don't know why, but somehow sushi became like the national dish on Valentine's. It's oh, super really? weird. Yeah, That's interesting. That's globalization right there. Indeed. Yeah. So now, welcome abroad to the Virgin Atlantic, pun intended. <laughs> this is your captain speaking. We're heading to Hawaii and Seattle to meet 24-year-old our American girl, Katrin. Okay, so in Hawaii, um, my friends and I would make Valentine's Day um, a two-part celebration. So we would go out in the couples, and the couples, you know, have dinner, um, have chocolate or presents for each other, like, you know, whatever your partner likes. But then we would also get together as a friend group to show um, our platonic love, um, because we didn't want to make it just about romantic love. Um, we wanted to be able to show each other how we just appreciated all the little things that everyone was always doing for each other. Because sometimes it can just always be about couples, um, especially on Valentine's Day. But it's also important to acknowledge all of the people um, that you love in your life. When I moved to Seattle after um, my bachelor's graduation, a couple of my friends and I celebrated Galentine's Day, which is um, a holiday where um, just girls get together and have dinner, just hang out, like appreciate each other. It goes along with the platonic love kind of thing, just making sure to really appreciate your friends um, for being in your life and doing what they do for you because they're also really important. Um, I think people celebrate this sometimes on Valentine's Day, sometimes the day before, sometimes the day after, um, just depending on what other kinds of plans um, the people in that group of friends already have. And now we take a leap over Trump's invisible wall to Latin America to have a chat with Tiago, a 25-year-old Menino Bonito from the south of Brazil. 
important thing to mention about Brazil's Valentine's Day is that it does not occur on the February the 14th, but it happens on the June 12th as well. So we have a different date for it. Ah, good old capitalism, changing the day of Valentine's Day for commercial reasons. Um, but what do young Brazilians actually do, though, on Valentine's Day? Well, uh, Valentine's Day in Brazil is pretty much the same script as much of the Western countries. Uh, people usually give themselves flowers, uh, mostly roses, uh, red roses, and other variations, maybe white flowers with it altogether. Um, chocolate, uh, they usually go to restaurants which are very, very, very full during these days. Uh, it's usually to drink some wine and get some more fancy food. Uh, but mostly is also the day where a lot of people propose themselves into relationships or even to marry. So it's very common to see lots of couples having lots of demonstrations. And funny enough, and I think for almost all the countries as well, is a day where uh, people who are not in a relationship often get a little depressed as well uh, due to the, all the love in the air that may not be directed towards them. So the next country on the list takes us halfway across the world to an island of dim sum. We're going to speak to Gwena, 20-year-old, born and bred in Hong Kong. So after a year on Valentine's Day, people's Facebook and Instagram feed, like in Hong Kong, will see a lot of pictures of like a thrown away flower bouquet stuff in trash bins by the street or very lovely fluffy dolls being thrown away. It's because a lot of boys will show, try to tell the girl, their crush that they love them by buying flowers and stuff. But if the girl refused, the flower will end up in the trash bin. And many netizens in Hong Kong usually single people, they love collecting pictures of this kind of failure on Valentine's Day and spread it around on the internet during, on that day for a laugh for people who don't have love to celebrate. And last but not least is none other than our friend from Africa, the one and only 23-year-old Kalichi of Nigeria. Wow, you need to be in Nigeria to actually feel and experience a Valentine's Day. In Nigeria, you'll find loved ones together, sharing happy moments at fun places. You see a husband and a wife going to a fun place to actually enjoy and um, celebrate being together as husband and wife. You find young men actually proposing to their young female friends. You also find friends actually spending time together. The idea is to share a bond and to express love towards one another. And this year, I strongly believe that it's not going to be an exception. Even as Nigerians prepare to go to the polls on Saturday, February 16th to elect a new president. It's wonderful. It's a good time. And I, I believe that love should be expressed every day beyond Valentine's Day. I love you. Hopefully, you guys, um, that put you guys in the mood for Valentine's Day tomorrow. Well, I'm just waiting for the 15 to get chocolates on sale. <laughs> Planet Mondays, exploring Danish life. In case you don't know yet, Planet Mundus is not 
only this live show here um, that we're producing every week. There's also a podcast coming out every two weeks called Slow News. By showing you actually the latest satellite picture of Slow down. Now I'm in Dagmar and I realized that going to grocery shopping is normal. And I that when I arrived here in August, that was the first time I went grocery shopping, for instance. Why? Because what, what is grocery shopping in Venezuela? Grocery shopping in Venezuela is waiting for a box of a lot of carbs that the government will give you every 15 days. And sometimes they will forget and give it to you every three months. Grocery shopping in Venezuela is doing big lines or basing your, your diet on what is there and not. For instance, we can have a month without sugar because there's no sugar, there's nothing, and or flour. But next month we have rice. And the second month, uh, the other month, we will have spaghetti because that's what the government is giving to you. So what happened? Venezuela is the country with the biggest oil reserves in the world, but its people are starving. Kim and her fellow Venezuelans are in a deep humanitarian crisis, which is all over the media. But following up on the case beyond the headline is not easy. And our slow news team will do that on Friday and uh, will provide you with different angles to the crisis and break down dominating narratives for better understanding. So tune in on Friday on our website, uh, planetmundus.com, where you find the podcast of the slow news. By showing you actually the latest satellite <laughs> picture <laughs> Slow down. As international students, we're of course eager to get to know the place that we live in currently. And the easiest way of doing that is by getting in touch with culture that may be through parties, museums or a concert. And if you don't have any plans for the upcoming week yet, the Planet Mundus show is here to help you out. Planet Mundus. What's up, Argos? And our expert of what's going on this week in Aarhus is Lisa, also a student from the Mundus Journalism Program. Lisa, so I hung out in the library all day long and I want to do something tonight right after the show. Do you have any suggestions for that? Yeah, I have, Lucas. <laughs> for every spontaneous person that doesn't have plans for tonight yet and that is still looking for a nice evening activity, there's a Klavier Aften at the Jüske Musik Konservatorium up from 7.30 and it's free entrance. So kind of nice. And like every Wednesday, the Aros Art Museum is open until 10 um, tonight. So that's your chance of some cultural recreation after a long day in the library. That sounds great. But what about tomorrow since it's a special day? Right. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, as we already discussed. And there's both offers for Valentine's Day supporters and boycotters. So you can either choose between a Valentine's Day party at the Coupé Club or at um, Valentine's Day sucks in the Mojo Club. <laughs> and for those who like it a bit more calm and those who are not that much into partying tomorrow, there is a Valentine's Jazz Jam at Café Smogless. Now I probably pronounced it wrong. <laughs> well, I couldn't tell. Um, how about Friday? Uh, it's the weekend. Uh, I want to go out. Uh, is there something both for party and the relaxing atmosphere? Yeah, there's both. Um, there's a social dance party where you can learn Lindy Hop and swing at the Sene Kunsthaus <laughs> up from 6 p.m. 
And the best part about it is bring your own drinks and snacks. Um, <laughs> that's a good reason to go there. Um, and another really cool idea of social gathering is the speed friending at Gutsbahnen at 7 p.m. And uh, there you can date your potential new friends. And I think, funnily, this fits well together with the Valentine's Day this week. <laughs> and what about Saturday? Oh, um, Saturday is all about getting to know the city. If you feel like you haven't seen enough of Aarhus, you can uh, either visit the town hall from 10 to 11 or 11.30 to 12.30. Or you can also join a guided tour through Dock 1 from 11.30 to 12.30. And this is both for 80 kroner. And in the evening, you can finish the day with a Best of Brazil Carnival edition party at Casa V58. <laughs> so if I do all of that, so I go tonight, go tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, then I'll be pretty pooped on Sunday. Um, what can I do on a hügelig Sunday afternoon then? Uh, yeah, Sunday is a day full of hügelig plans. Uh, first, you can attend the board game cafe at Studentehus from 12 to uh, 4.30. And if you still feel like some entertainment afterwards, you can join the English stand-up comedy night at the Alberts Pub at 7. Um, yeah, bring your humor and be prepared for some laugh attacks. Well, <laughs> now I'm totally equipped and uh, my calendar is pretty much full for this week. Thank you very much, Lisa. Planet Mundus. What's up, Aarhus? Our guest for today's show is a political activist and rapper. His name is Tiat and he lives in Senegal in West Africa and he's part of the political movement Yonamar. Translated to English, Yonamar means fed up and that's why the movement first started its work in 2011. Because they were fed up with the government at that time and the country's president, Abdoulaye Wad. Unfortunately, Tiat can't be here today in the studio, but we met him for the interview in his hometown, Dakar, the capital of Senegal. And we asked him, um, how did you guys start the movement in January 2011. What happened that day? You were in the headquarters of your music band uh, discussing politics uh, with a friend and uh, who was a journalist, right? That day, we didn't have electricity for almost 20 hours. My band, my band was supposed to fill up some forms to go to Brussels, but we didn't have electricity. So we were here complaining. Oh, oh, oh. Fadel say, hey guys, you claim yourself revolutionaries, but... You just people who are doing slacktivism because you, what you're doing is not enough, you know. You should do more. And then we tell him, you are also journalists, but you're not doing, you are writing papers, but nobody read you. And then after that little fight, we decide to create something. But what? We say we can't create a political party because people don't, don't want politics anymore. We can't create a movement in between journalists and rapper because Everybody is not journalist or rapper. So what we need, we need to credit something uh, like a slogan to crystallize the anger and the frustration of everybody inside. And we start the brainstorming. Ça suffit, goutte de trop, trop c'est trop, nanani, nanana. And finally we ended up saying Yanamar. And then Yanamar was created in this room. Okay, but just by founding a movement doesn't necessarily mean that you get the attention you want. But uh, how did you manage to drag the attention of the people in charge to your issues? Um, electricity was obviously one problem. We called all the rappers that we know that they had the background to be able to mobilize people and also people will believe in, their, in, in what they will say because they had the background. And then we launched the movement on the 18th of January at the Place called Place du Souvenir. 
But the thing is, when we were launching the movement there, Abdul Awad sent the police to kick us out of the place. And then uh, the next day, the headlines of the newspaper was Yanamar, the movement who gave a deadline to the Minister of Energy, which, is, which was the son of Abdul Awad himself. And then he responded to us, like, before we talk about the electricity issues, political parties, social movements, so civil society, classic, everybody talk about the electricity issues, but he never responded. But once Yanamar say we give you deadline 15 days to fix the electricity problem, he came out on TV and say yes, I need more time to fix this problem, maybe one month, blah, blah, blah. And then people say, hey, man, you can do more on them. And then we decide to, to just be more aware and involved in what's going on in the country. But uh, let me get this right. What was your goal behind the movement, Yanamar? What was your philosophy? Let's be new type of Senegalese. Instead of just having um, a movement to protest, but what the movement will propose on the table. So that, because at the same time that we created our movement, that was like the Arab Spring at the same time. And then the Arab Spring was, uh, let's say, instrumentalized by the West or US, you can say that, because some NGOs give them money to find another direction that wasn't the real direction. We didn't accept that. We didn't want that. We follow our own agenda. We, we, we knew what we want in our country and we decide how to handle our country. So that was important. And then and, uh, beside of the protests, we say new type of Senegalese. What mean new type of Senegalese for us? It's, it's the Senegalese who will not pee in the street anymore. The Senegalese who will not throw trash in the street anymore. The Senegalese who will not be late for the, uh, at the appointment. The Senegalese who will just like inter, uh, ask himself some interrogations about why am I doing this? Why am I accepting politicians doing this and that and then do not say anything? If you don't agree, you have to say no. So that was the philosophy behind of uh, Yanama. Creating a new type of Senegalese is probably going to take time. Um, but what you actually achieved, at least indirectly, you got rid of Abdul Awad in 2012 by telling the people to register to vote. How did you evaluate the impact of your work in the society? It happened that sometime I walk in the street or just drive somebody, drink his coffee and throw the, the cup and look behind and say, hey, Yanamar, I'm sorry, and then took it back, you know? It's a kind of impact. But at the beginning of the movement, we knew that we will never change the country in five or two or three years. So the deadline, the first deadline for us is 2035. In 2035, then the youth of now who had like 20, 25 years, they will turn 40 or 35, and then we will have the new type of Senegalese because it need, we need a generation to change this country. That's why Yanamar say in 2035, we can evaluate the impact of our work in the society itself. It can be just today and we see the, the, the results tomorrow. No, it has to take time because we're not political party looking or seeking for power or advantage or whatever profits could be. We work for a country, not for the people of the country, but for the country. What we are doing, we're not doing it for the Senegalese. We are doing it for Senegal. Because Senegalese will, will pass, some other Senegalese will come, some other Senegalese will come until the end of the world. But Senegal will stay Senegal. So that's the philosophy. It's like we have a bus. This bus is belonging to us. We need to take care of the bus. 
But there is one stop that the politician will get in, that stop called election. And then they will get off at the stop called end of their term. So, but the bus will keep doing his itinerary because we are the bus. So we need to take care of the bus until the end of the day. So that's a little bit the philosophy of Yanamar. And then credit the leadership, local leadership, help us to have like um, uh, the new generation coming and being more aware about what's going on and more involved about what's going on. So after you got rid of Abdullah it must have felt like victory. You supported Macky Sall during his campaign against Abdullah and Macky Sall actually won. But how are your relations to Macky Sall, nowadays Senegalese president, um, how are your relations to him? Because um, you actually criticize him a lot. He came here in between the two terms to ask for help. He was sitting here and then uh, we asked him some questions and uh, he lied. Nothing has changed. Makisal didn't kept his promises. Nothing has changed in terms of system. So we have some, we gained some, some, some points, like nobody will run for a third term. Even that, I'm not sure, because Maki is playing game with us. He said that he was going to do five years instead of seven. Now he's doing seven. And we don't know if the, the council, constitutional council will decide if this first term is part of the five terms that he will go, he will run the next election or not. So Maki is playing game with us. Maki, the day that he came to see us, that day we say to journalists, we don't believe in Maki Sal. We don't believe in him. He is part of the system. And I'm sure you have yet a long way to go. Thanks to Tiat from Yonamar for the interview that we recorded in Dakar. And if you wonder what the noise in the background was, well, right in front of the room where we met Tiat, there was a goat hanging out there tied to a, to a wooden post. Um, so I'm glad the goat also made it into our show. And as I said before, Tiat is a rapper and activist. And of course, we also get to hear him freestyle. Enjoy. Okay, France, Africa. We talk about French ex-colonies. Okay. Cellule africaine de l'Elysée, avec les réseaux Jacques Focard, avec clauses non publiées, imposées, tectocard, dictateur en cagoulé, censuré, torturé, fatigué, oumniobé, comploté, conspiré. Sonne l'année France, yobé, c'est bande malfra, deal, kill, kouba. Les réseaux passent quoi Mafia, faux pas. La guerre de Biafra, les diamants de Bokassa, diplomatie secrète, blanchir Khalis Tipet. Independence coup de bluff, coopération mati de oeuf, herumi roumandat, massacre malgache, affaire elf, anglogat, double jeu, double discours, couvre-feu, fletcher d'arfour, humilier le petit consulat, mille pays, même constat, malice, milice, bain de sang, yonne, armée, fletcher libi, mani, militari, l'algue, militari, fletcher mali. Thank you. I don't know if you catch a word, but. So that was Tiat uh, from Yon Amar freestyling uh, for us when we met him in Senegal. And we're almost done for today. All that's left to say is thank you for listening. Go on Spotify and check out the playlist with today's music. Just search for Planet Mundus and pick the playlist with today's date. It's the 13th of February, by the way, if in case you don't know, it's the day before Uh, Valentine's Day. Thanks to all the contributors for today and creating a great uh, a great show. Tune in again next week or the week after. And if you want to listen to our stuff online, just visit planetmundus.com. I'm Lukas Scheidt and I hope to see you again soon. Planeta. Kaukab. Shinchio. Planet. Sayara. Planeta. Sayara. Planet. Planet Mundus. The word in Aarhus.